we are in the book of Acts. That's the last time I'm going to say that statement to you at the start of an edge service. We're at our very last Acts message. Acts was written by he was, Acts was written by who? Luke. Goodness gracious. Luke also wrote the book of Paul. No, right, Luke. He wrote the book of Luke. Luke is was one of the one of the twelve doctors, not a disciple. He was a doctor. Very good. Um, and the book of Acts is about the history of what? Of the church. It's the history of the church. Do y'all know how, uh, can y'all name off some of the main characters we've covered in the book of Acts? Just, just name off one of them, somebody. Paul. Paul. Okay, Paul, big time in Acts. He, his first name when he first came in Acts was Saul. Okay, who else has sort of been a main character in Acts? Who? Stephen, that's right. Steve, Stephen, main character. We don't see him for, for a very long time, but in, in Acts, Acts 8, we see Stephen. His life, he, he preaches, and then he's killed for his faith. The first martyr of the faith. Who else is a main ca- character of Acts? Peter. P- Peter, main character of Acts. Good. Who else? Who? John or God? God well, God is very good, Nate. Well, I'm going to trust on Nate get that answer. So good. God is, and, and, and like John is too. You know, Peter, Peter and John went, went, went to pray in Acts 3, and they, they healed this guy, and then it's a wreck for Acts 3, 4, and 5. And, but we see God move throughout the wreck. So, so you just want to make here, know that we have, have um, you, if you've been at the edge, every time we've taught on this, you, you've been through 32 messages in Acts. So you, you are all elite scholars at this point in the book of Acts. And so this is our last last one. And, and it's sort of the closeout. We're at the very end of the book. And um, I, I do want to share this because so, I'll forget at the end. On the, back, uh, on the back wall right over there where you sign in for stuff are some sheets of paper, some blank things. And I've got some ideas of where I'm, I'm going to go. But we've been in Acts for so, so long. And I want your input. If there, um, we, we, we have always gone through books. We do an expository. I want you to learn the book and the, the basis of the book and the background of the book. So, so if there's a book you're like, man, I'd really love to, to, to learn more about this or God's put this on my heart, I'd love to know. And if you just write it down and put it in a box, if there's a topic as well, Sometimes we do hit a topic here or there. A lot of times it's in the text. And so if there's something you go, man, I'd really like to hear what God's Word says about that, put it in that box. You don't have to put your name on it. That's just going to, for me to look through and uh, have an idea of what we're going to do. Also, just a last thing, in, in a uh, high school small group, uh, we're going to meet in that room when the edge is over just for just a couple minutes. Uh, so high school, small group in that room just for maybe two minutes. So, and if I forget, y'all remind me. You good? Are we ready now? Well, I want you to take a look at this video. Uh, just, it's a recap, and it's the story of Acts in three minutes done by the church at Brook Hills. So look to be about y- y- y'all's level. In my former video, Theophilus, I explained the life of Christ in three minutes. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. After being crucified, Jesus comes back to life and hangs out with the apostles. He tells them they will receive the Holy Spirit and be his witnesses. Jesus takes off. 
The disciples are gathered together on Pentecost when the Holy Spirit arrives. Tongues of fire hover over them, hence the logo. The disciples speak in tongues. Peter preaches the first sermon. 3,000 people get saved. God, one, Satan, zero. The end of Acts chapter 2 is written, providing mission statements for churches in the 21st century. Peter heals a lame man and preaches another sermon. Another 2,000 people get saved. Peter and John are thrown in jail. They are released. Peter and John celebrate with the other believers and pray for continued boldness. God rocks the house, literally. Ananias and Sapphira lie about their offering to the church and are struck dead. Contributions skyrocket. The apostles preach again. They are thrown in jail again. An angel releases them. They preach some more. The apostles nominate seven deacons to look after widows and orphans, including Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Stephen is stoned. Present at the stoning is a young man named Saul. We'll come back to that later. Persecution breaks out. Believers scatter. Things look bad for the church. Or do they? Wherever the believers go, they preach the word, thus fulfilling the Great Commission. God, two, Satan, still, zero. Philip meets a eunuch. The eunuch is baptized. Meanwhile, Saul is on his way to persecute believers in Damascus when Jesus appears. Saul is blinded. Saul is healed. Saul repents and begins preaching to the same people he intended to persecute. God, three, Satan, well, you get the idea. Peter has a vision of unclean animals. Peter has an encounter with unclean Gentiles. He gets it. God has extended salvation to the Gentiles. Major game changer. Herod is eaten by worms. Barnabas and Paul start working together, traveling and preaching the word. By the way, I'm going to call Saul Paul now. I don't have time to explain why. Still with me? In Lystra, crowds attempt to worship Paul and Barnabas as gods. They refuse to be worshipped and are stoned. The Lystrians are a tough crowd. Paul and Barnabas survive. Paul and Barnabas part ways. Paul and Silas team up. Timothy joins Paul and Silas. Paul circumcises Timothy. Paul receives a vision of a man from Macedonia asking for help. The party leaves for Macedonia. Spoiler alert, they are thrown in prison yet again. They sing. An earthquake loosens their shackles, but they stick around to lead the jailer to Christ. Yada, 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 more preaching. In Troas, Paul preaches for so long that a man falls asleep and plummets out a window to his death. The man is resurrected. Paul preaches some more. The man wishes he was dead. Paul returns to Jerusalem, where he is promptly arrested again. He is visited by the Lord, who assures him that Paul will testify about him in Rome. Paul feels better. Paul is transferred to Caesarea, where his case is caught up in red tape for two years. Finally, Paul appeals to Caesar and is put on a fast ship to Rome. The shipwrecks. Paul is bitten by a snake. At last, Paul makes it to Rome. He is placed under house arrest and continues to preach the gospel while awaiting trial. And that is all we know of Paul's story. Somewhere in there, he finds the time to write a few letters. Today, they comprise much of the New Testament. The New Testament is also where you'll find the book of Acts. The end. All right. I... I, I hope as, as you went through that, you were like, oh, I, I remember that story. I, I remember this. I remember that. I hope, right? Did some of you? Yes? It better be. We have, we, we have been in here. And can I, can I, I, I tell you, y'all have done a great job as we work through this book. And I appreciate um, you hanging with me as we sometimes hit things that even adults have a hard time to hang with. But God uh, expects you to understand the word just like he expects adults to understand the word. So that's why we, we, we try to teach it this way. Um, so we're in, we ended in Acts chapter 28 and verse 16. Paul had made it to Rome. That, he'd been trying to get to Rome for chapters and chapters. So from beginning verse, in chapter 21, finally in 28, he gets there. And um, we're just going to read. And what I, we, we're going to read tonight there's not a whole lot of new stuff. Paul just keeps on doing what he keeps on doing. He just, he just keeps on keep, keep, keeping on. That's sort of the, the, the phrase of what Paul's done. And we're going to see here in the end, this is what, what Paul is still doing. 
Now, you might go, okay, you just told us you're not going to tell us anything new, and we've already heard this, so this is going to be very boring. There is some awesome truth here, and just hang with it, because I, I like how the, the book of Acts ends, ends here. Um, verses 17 through 22, Paul is with, uh, he goes there, the Jews come uh, around him. Now, Christians have been kicked out of Rome for like four years, uh, so none have been in Rome at all. And so they've not even heard, the Jews in Rome haven't even heard that the Jews in Jerusalem are mad at Paul. They, they don't even know that, that all this stuff was gone down with Paul. So they come to Paul and go, hey, man, we've heard about your sect or whatever you believe that's weird. Hey, will you tell us all about it? Paul's like, maybe. You know, and, and, and so he does. So we get to verse 23, and, uh, and this is sort of where we're going to start tonight. He's, he's once again... He said, sure, I'll tell you. And we see a crowd begin to gather, and Paul begins to speak. As we um, do most every week, we're not going to stand as we read all the text, but just let's stand as a reminder of God's holy and perfect word. Uh, and and uh, we stand as we start to read it in honor of God's word. And this is what it says. We're just going to read to, to verse 20, uh, 23 and 24 right now. It says this. When they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lot, a lot, a lot, lodging in greater num- numbers. From morning till evening, he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Je- Jesus, both from the law of Mo- 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 Moses and from the prof- prophets. And some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. Let's pray real quick. Dear God. I just ask right here, even in this room right now, that as we talk about your word, as your word is, is, is taught and shared and sp- sp- spoken, Lord, I ask uh, that all in this room, Lord, will believe. Lord, I ask for you to touch hearts and to change lives. And Lord, may we understand the truth of your word. May we understand the need for your son, Jesus Christ. May we understand the depth of our sin uh, and the, the, the greater depth of your love for us. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Have a seat. Now, one thing that we see about Paul. Now, y'all, a lot of y'all have been in, in the edge for years and years. And sometimes you may think, Pastor Dan, you speak so long. Or maybe it's just because I stretch words out that goes longer. I don't know. And um, uh, you may think that, but I'm nothing compared to Paul. Everywhere Paul goes, it seems like he's preaching long. If you notice in the text right here in verse two. 23, it says, they came to him at, at his lot lodging in greater numbers from morning till evening he expounded to them. Once again, long-winded Paul telling them everything just keeps on going. So that's just, it just, it's just what he did, but they stuck around to hear what he had to say. Now, the second thing, it's an interesting thing. I was surprised to see this, but guess what Paul talks about? The, king, the kingdom of God and Jesus, Jesus Christ. Paul was a broken record. He is that friend that will not shut up about what God is doing in his life to the point where sometimes you're going, can you give it a break? Paul is the one that's going, man, give it a break. You know, he broke the bonds of sin and death, you know. And so wherever you go, Paul is going to bring it back to Christ. Once again, surprise, surprise, Paul is, just keeps doing what he's always done. Please take note, Paul has done this time in and time out. And throughout it, most of the time, Paul's been beaten, 
been stoned, been mocked, been jailed because of this. But that didn't stop him. That pushed him on because he knew God was at work and he saw God at work. So just know, just, just because you're doing the things for God, life doesn't, isn't a rosy life all the time. Sometimes you've got to look beyond that. So Paul's talking about Jesus. What's interesting, just know this, Paul is, is using, he's speaking to Jews. So he's using, it says, the Old Testament to convince the Jews that Jesus Christ was the Savior of the world. It's called Bridge. He found a, a, a way to talk to them about Christ that they could relate to. And so that's what he did. When we share Christ wherever we go, missionaries around the world, when they're at a new place, they learn how to bridge to the gospel. They take sort of the, the beliefs or the lives of, of, of these folks and they intertwine, how can I share my faith in everyday life? This is what Paul is doing. So he does these three things. Verse 24 and some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. Paul, the greatest missionary ever is what I would say, uh, or some would, most would agree with that, one of the greatest of all time, one of the, the greatest men of God of faith who endured a lot to live his faith out. When he shared Christ, some disbelieved. We put pressure on ourselves to go, man, I can't share my faith because they're not going to accept it. They're not going to believe it. And it's true. They will never accept it or believe it unless we share it. I just want you to understand, even Paul, even when he's done this for a very long time, is rejected by people. Sometimes we get rejected once and we close the door and oh, I'm not, it didn't work. For, I'm not good at this. It didn't work for me. You take the seed, which is, which is Christ and, and our need for him because of our sin, and we cast it out, and we cast it out, and we cast it out. The more we cast it out, the more opportunities there are for those to come. Just don't miss that. The, the greatest man of God had, 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 had folks that disagreed with him quite a bit. Verse 25, take a look at this. It said, it said this, And disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. And this is the statement that he made. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say you'll indeed hear but never understand, and you will indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. This is what he says to these Jews. Hey, your forefathers, your Jewish forefathers were warned by Isaiah the prophet. He quotes this from the book of Isaiah, that because of your stubbornness that, that, that you would hear, but you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't grasp it. That you would, you would see it, but you really wouldn't perceive it. it would just, you would look right through it. And after time, your hearts will grow, grow dull. And then they will no longer hear. They will no longer see. But then he says this, but, but if you do, even, but if you do begin to hear, if you do begin to see, God will still heal you. Even after your heart grows cold, and if something does change and you do begin to get it, 
God is a loving God. He's not going to go, I reject you, I reject. No, he, he's, he's, he's loving and kind and gracious. So that was, that was what he spoke to them. The spiritual truth for us right there. If God speaks to you, and this isn't just for adults, this is for youth. If he speaks to you long enough and you ignore him and you ignore him, his voice will grow fainter. His actions in this world will grow dimmer. Not that he's, he's, he's doing less. It's just you will see him less. And your, your heart will grow dull. So my greatest hope is in this room, there are people in this room, guarantee it, that are dealing with things where God is speaking to you probably something God has spoken to you about over time more than once. You felt it. You're going, should I do something? Well, if I do, if I talk to someone, if I talk to an adult, the rest of the youth are going to know, and then they're going to know I, was, I, was, uh, I, 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 I faked my life. And uh, all, We worry about what everybody else thinks. And then, you know, that feeling of, well, I should really change this. It gets dull. It gets dull. And then pretty soon we no longer hear God speak at all. And we just think he doesn't care. And we don't understand that we have just heard that voice so much that it's now just become part of the background noise. And it no longer makes sense to us. And that is my greatest fear for you in this room. Is that your heart will grow dull like these. Where they no longer hear, they no longer see God. And God doesn't change. It's, it's us who changes. So Paul says that statement to it. And for some reason, the disbelieving Jews got ticked and they left. Okay, because it's, man, it was an insult going, hey, just like your fathers, your hearts are just like theirs. And then he says this, sort of in verse 28, it says, therefore, let, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Now, he's saying this to a group of Jews. Now, a Gentile is what? It's, it's a non-Jew. That's right. And to a Jewish person at that time, a, a Gentile is often described as sort of like a dog. Someone that God cannot love. Hopeless dog, no chance for you. And so Paul says, hey, your hearts have grown dull. And then he says this, not only that, but... Um, those people that you call dogs that have no chance for God, well, the God has taken sal- salvation and he has, has given it to them. And then he says this, and they will li- li- listen, which means the word there is they will heed or they will respond to it. That when they hear the word of God, they're not going to go, Ugh. they're going to go, oh, that is what I need. So Paul just sort of lays it out. And we saw this occur uh, in Acts with, with Peter. And then look here in verse 30 as we get to the very end of the book. It says, He lived there two years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Paul just keeps on going, gathering a crowd, telling them about Jesus. Jesus, inviting them to know him, gathering a crowd, 
telling them about Jesus, inviting them to know him. He just keeps on keeping on. It's such a theme that has gone throughout the book of Acts. No matter what you face, you know what God calls you to to do. You know who God calls you to be. In church, I hopefully even made sense to you this past week that he's called you to be men of God. He's called you to be women of God, set apart, different from this world. Well, how do I do that? Keep on keeping on with the things of God, with the truth of God. And that ends Acts. That's it. Acts, Acts is, is done at that point. Now, have you ever seen a movie in a movie theater that recounts a true story? It's a, a movie about a true story. And at the end of the movie, it's not really tied all the loose ends up yet. And it, all of a sudden, the screen goes black. And it signifies the end. But as the music score comes back up again, it sort of throws some words up, saying, well, this man went on to save countless lives through the actions, and, and this man... Have y'all seen that before? Well, you know, I was, I was thinking about the, the book of Acts, because the book of Acts just ends right here with, 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 with Paul doing what he had always been doing. And it sort of... There's sort of a part of it, I don't know about you, but as I've worked through this book for a, over a year, I was like, oh, it's sort of unfinished. So I thought, what if I were to make a movie ending to the book of Acts? What would I do? And so it, it's, there's not a lot to it, but I need, I need lights, lights off, make sure we've got sound. And this is how I would do the postlude to Acts comes from tradition and Bible. Take a look. You know, there's, there's so much to the story. Because we see these men of God, we've read about them, and, and, they, and they died pain, painful deaths or just sad deaths. And, and John was exiled on Patmos, this, this, this barren island to live out his days, and probably away from friends and, and those that he loved. And... um. There's a, uh, 
a verse in Hebrews chapter 11. That as, I, as I worked on that, I just couldn't help but thinking of one line in it. And, and you'll see the line here at the end. Hebrews, I, just, I don't have the words, I don't think. It's Hebrews 11, uh, it's verses 36 through 38. It's talking about these great people of faith. And this is what it says. It says, others suffered mocking and fl- fl- flogging. And even chains and imprisonment. They they were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. And I thought, ah, if there's a line that defines for me Peter and Paul and John, it's of the of whom the world was not worthy. People of great faith. That, that's what, what I, what I want to be. But it, it costs a lot. And it's just not a one-time cost. It's an everyday. When he says that phrase, take up your cross and follow me daily, it's not just a cute phrase and great thing to put on a t-shirt. It's a daily weight. So how do we live lives like this? You know, in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, um, we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. How do we do this? Now, I knew this was going to be sort of a, a, a heavy closeout of, of Acts. And uh, but I want you to know there there there's hope and there's there's joy and there's there's so much in Christ that I just can't I don't have the words to even even talk about. But there's a um, skit guys skit that I'm going to put on. So it's a total different tone, and they're going to refer if you've got your your Bibles, they're going to refer to three stories. It's three stories about Jesus. Because I just want to remind you, in the book of Acts, how did they do what they did? They did, they did everything because of Jesus Christ. Everything because of him. So, the, the, the first one's found in Mark 5, the second's in John 11, and the third's in Mark 4. So, they're going to say, I just want to let y'all know, and, and urge you, get into the Word tonight when you get home. Look, read these stories, which you're going to see um, done in a sort of a different type of way because they're the skit guys. Um, but it's a great reminder through it of who our Savior is. So take a look. So think about this concept. We'd like to share with you just the idea of, of, of the fact that Jesus Christ, when he walked on this planet, was fully human, fully God. Matthew chapter 11, we see the fully human side of Jesus. He knew what it was like to be unpopular. Um, fully God, he cast demons out of people. <laughs> oh, yes, we have just taken over these two people's bodies because we are demons. <laughs> and we're naked as demons. <laughs> We're over here in the cemetery, and we're running around because we are demons. <laughs> and we ain't got no clothes on. We ain't got no clothes on. Nina, Nina, looky, Nina. Looky, looky. Where? Over here. Over yeah. here. It's Jesus. Oh, hello, Jesus. 
No, no, don't talk to him. He's the enemy. I know, but he's so nice. Yes, 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 yes. What? What is our name? He wants to know our name. Our name is Seizure, because we are many. Our name, our name is not seizure. Our name is leisure because we are lazy. No, our name is not seizure or leisure. Our name is legion because we are demons. We're legion. We're many demons. Yes, demons. It's not a very pretty name. I know, I know. I didn't name us. I don't think mommy liked us. I don't think mommy liked anyone. She was a demon. Yes, yes, yes. Our name is Legion because we are many. <laughs> All right, what, 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 what do you, what do you do? You, you need to stop. You, you look like a constipated Popeye. What? A, what? What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you doing? What are no, you, no, no! I'm making my mean demon face at him. Look. He's not, he's not scared, he's laughing at us. Oh no! Yes! Jesus is laughing at me. Yes! That is not very WWJD. (laughs) And there he is. You don't get a bracelet. Alright, (laughs) alright. What? He wants to cast us out of these bodies, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yes. Yes. But if Superman is so smart, why does he wear his underpants on the outside of his outer pants? (laughs) Why were you thinking of Superman when I was thinking of Superman? I I wasn't thinking of Superman. It's weird. It's like we have ESPN, you know? We don't know. Yes, Jesus, I know. No, no, Superman, stay on the subject. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, I mean, do you think he knows if if you wear your underpants on the outside of your outer pants, you can run faster and jump higher? (gasps) I've just had an epiphany. Do you even know what that word means? I have no idea. Uh I'm going to start wearing my underpants on the outside of my outer pants. I'll bet when you first do it, it's a bit awkward and you walk funny at first. Once you get used to it, you're like, Psst. <laughs> All right, what, what, Jesus, what? Right, you want to cast us, you want to cast us out of these bodies, all right? Whatever you do, don't put us into the pigs over there. We don't want to go into the pigs. Excuse me. Yes. I think we do want to go into the pigs. We do want to go into the pigs, but I don't want him to know that we want to go into the pigs. Oh? Yes. You're using your noodles. Yes, 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 yes. Excuse me. Yes. Isn't he the son of God? Well, yes, yes. He probably knows. <laughs> Good point. He's got that look in his eyes and a cast us out. No! Oh, I say, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. It's a bit drafty out here, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. How did we get amongst all these tombs and catacombs? Why are we in the cemetery? And why are those pigs going off the side of the hill over there? I do not know. That is not kosher at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Not in the least. No, no, no. I am parched. Let's say we get a spot of tea. Spot of tea would be lovely, yes. Excellent. Yes. Lawrence. Yes, Nigel. Before we go back into town, shouldn't we put on some clothes first? Oh, my stars. <laughs> We're naked as chambers. Yes, 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 yes. 
fully human, fully God on the fully human side of things. Another piece of scripture is, is John chapter 11. Yes. And, and, and there uh, Jesus wept. But also as God, he brought Lazarus back from the dead. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I cannot believe Lazarus is dead. I know. I mean, one minute he was telling me a joke. Yes. And the next minute... <laughs> And his jokes are always so funny. His jokes always kill me. They're I so funny. I said kill and he's dead over there. I didn't mean that at all. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I know and he didn't even finish the joke. And I'm dying to hear that yes, joke. Yes. I am dying to hear the end of that You're joke. You're saying dying and he's dead. No, no, no. That's not good. Hey, Jesus. Hey. What? Why are we crying? Well, Lazarus, he's dead over there. Yeah, if you'd been there a few more days earlier, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe. We really don't know. That's a whole bunch of babies swirling around. I don't even know. Maybe, 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 maybe. He's saying it's a possibility. It's a possibility, yeah. What? What? Jesus, he's, he's crying. Jesus doesn't cry. No. Oh, Jesus I'm... loves the little children. <laughs> All the children in the world. The red ones, the yellow ones, the black ones, the white ones. Even that mean, chunky kid that lives across the street from me. Throws rocks at me. Jesus loves you, chunky boy. But I don't. And I'm collecting every rock you've ever thrown at me. And one day I will hurl them at you with the power of Zeus, little man. We'll be crying then, boy. <laughs> You'll be crying then. Little chubby tears coming down your feet. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, you go to the market. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, what, Tommy? What? You're totally talking to your thumb. Just play it cool. Just play it real cool. Play it real cool. Can I do anything for you as your friend? Do you need anything? Did I use my inside voice on the outside? I think I need a counselor. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. What, Jesus? You want us to roll away the stone from Lazarus's tomb? Really? Really? Um, how long has Lazarus been in there? Like four days. Man. Four days. Yeah. Ooh, one, two, three. Okay, Jesus, don't quote me on this, but Lazarus, um, he stinketh. Yeah, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't quote me on this either, Jesus, but... Um, yeah, all right? I'm going to go with that. He ate a chalupa right before he died, all right? <laughs> Your body. Time out, 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 What out, time 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 You can't prove that. Uh, all right. I think we're smart enough to know that back in biblical times, they didn't have a chalupa. All right. 
You're, you, you're trying to tell us that Lazarus for his last meal ate a, a, a chalupa. He like pulled into a Taco Bell. Oh, no, can I have a chalupa? A chalupa. A chalupa. A chalupa. That's the biblical food you're going to go. A chalupa. I think it was an unleavened chalupa. <laughs> Technically, the burrito. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Well, Lazarus wants someone to. Oh, well, Jesus wants someone to roll away the stone from Lazarus's tomb. Can you do something? Yeah. Roll away the stone, Skippy. Yeah. Time out. It. No, the big stone. You're so funny. Okay. All right. Uh, Skippy. Skippy. Out of all the biblical names you could have put into this skit. And I can think of at least 12. You, you chose Skippy. You chose a hydrogenated peanut butter to roll away the stone from Lazarus's tomb. Skippy, Skippy's just going to skip on over there and roll away the stone. Couldn't have said, hey, Andrew, can you roll away the stone? Hey, Bartholomew, can you roll away the stone? You said, you said, Skippy, Skippy. Chalupa, Skippy, Skippy, Chalupa. I thought Andrew and Bartholomew would be with Jesus over there. I looked over here and all I saw was Skippy and Peter Pan and Jeff and Grandpa Smuckers and that generic guy wearing black and white. All right, okay, fine. No, 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 let me make it biblical for you. Hold on, hold on. Roll away the stone, Scipius. <laughs> See my goes by Skippy. I do now. All right. Well, Skippy's rolling away the stone. <clears throat> what? What's so funny? What's so funny? Did you hear Jesus? No, I didn't. What? What did he say? He goes. He goes. Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> Who talks like that? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard come that. Forth. Come on down. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We've never heard of that before. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> I see dead people. Gotta gird up my loins. That's biblical. Alright. Alright. Hey Lazarus. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, we're we're dying to hear that joke you're about to tell. No pun intended, yeah. 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 You think of what I'm thinking? Oh yeah. He's, He's stinking. stinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark chapter 4, the fully human side of Jesus, the fully human side of Jesus. He 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 slept. Yeah, fully God. He calmed the storm. Whoa! Whoa! Where, where's Jesus? He's down there in the boat asleep. Does he know we're going to drown? I don't know, and I'm not a strong swimmer. Jesus, where are you? We dropped everything to follow you now. This is what's going to happen. This was not, this was not on the disciples' application I filled out. No, this is what, this was not the script I had planned when I said I'd follow you. I don't want to
Ham. Hey, look at all the water. I mean, I mean, it was like, grrr. And now, like, in three seconds flood, it's like, Mom! Look at the sky. It was all like, <laughs> And now it's all like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Our world was being turned upside down. We were right in the middle of the storms of life, and life wasn't making any sense. And now, like, there's this peace and this calm and this tranquility. What? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Great job on the storm thing there. That was awesome. That yeah. was so cool. You should be a meteorologist. <laughs> he said it was going to rain. It would rain. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear what he just asked us? just uh of course he did that's what he's all about he just asked us where our faith is <sighs> of course who is he i mean the storms the seas the winds they all seem to listen to him who is he you know who he is he's god who understands what it means to be tired weary worn out he understands what it means to be unpopular he understands what it means to weep over someone that has died. But he's also the God who can do something about it. Fully human, fully God. Yeah. Thank you. You know, in, in the book of Acts, we've, we've, um, we can look at it and we see who Paul put his faith in. We see who Peter put his faith in, who John put their faith in. Uh, my question for you is, what or who are you putting your faith in? Uh, and do you want to be uh, one uh, to whom doesn't belong in this world, but, but gives honor to God with your life? Man, is that what you want to do? Uh, we've been through Acts. It was a great study in the book of Acts. I think we've seen a lot of things. The calling is this, live it out. We've got to to fight, to live it out. And it's worth it. He, he, you know, what I love about the stories is Jesus, they, they all show in scripture where he has power of, over demons, things not of this world. He, he's got power over life and death. He's got power over storms and whatever things that we face. He is over all of it. Don't, don't lose sight of that. Wherever you are this week, don't lose sight of that. We're going to pray. Uh, when we're done praying, we'll be dismissed. And high school small group meet in that room uh, when we're done. And if you got any ideas on what you'd like to, to hear taught or got any questions, write them down, put them in that box. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. God, the chance to uh, think deeply about uh, some things that give you honor and glory. Uh, Lord, I thank you for our walk through Acts. Lord, I thank you that even as we go through that, Lord, that we can take time to laugh. Uh, and uh, just be aware of, of what a great and awesome God you are. And Lord, may we be young men, young women of God who honor you, who live for you, who uh, are set apart for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, thank you guys.